the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's the Peter Boyle Show, but this here is George Brockler filling in for the great Peter Boyles, really for the last time. I won't get to fill in for Pete ever again. Tomorrow, he will have the helm uh, at the View House in Centennial. If you don't have tickets, you can't get them anymore, but you can certainly watch online. You can listen online, uh, and that will be the big swan song. So it's my honor to be the last guy to get to fill in for Pete Boyles after a career that spans, I think it's centuries. I think so. At one point, I thought he'd covered the Civil War, but I I, I don't know if we had radios back then. But if we did, he he was the original guy that was, you know, way back in the day saying that Moses didn't exist, that it was fake news. (laughs) Yeah. The parting of the Red Sea was a sham. Exactly. (laughs) He was was using that chisel and working in cuneiform. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Uh, listen, today's show, and we're going to get to it after our after the things that we need to get done, but today's show really is you-driven. It may be about Pete, but it really is as much to do with you as anything else, and that is your memories of Pete, fond memories. My hopeful uh, optimism about this morning is that we fill up these next four hours, 6 to 10, with texts and emails and uh, calls. I love the calls at 303-696-1971. About Pete, how long have you been listening to him? What's your favorite bit he did? What's the the most memorable interview that it that he had? Uh, we're just going to have these conversations as much as we can with you. I'll share some stuff. I'm sure Billy will share some stuff. All things that you wish you could tell Pete, you're just not going to get the chance to. All positive, by the way. Uh, the day for all the negativity, if there is any out there, and I don't think there is much, that's on Sunday. So call in on Sunday at three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one today is Positive Pete Day, and uh, give us a call and have that conversation with us. But we cannot get going, really, at all, even on the last day that someone can fill in for Pete Boyles without getting all the K-N-E-W-Z news that is not fit to publish, print, or talk about. And we got to go to the Thorpe Report, Billy. Uh, thank you, sir. You know, I, before we did this, I dropped my headphones underneath the booth here. It's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, d- does no one vacuum? I mean, well, can ew. we do it now that Pete's going? Yeah, I hope finally, so. Maybe I that's think it. He had an aversion to vacuums. <laughs> I think he can... did. Yes, I, yes, uh, yeah, he did. The the number of times that he was late um, as we're coming into the show, and he had just gotten his coffee, and he's going down the hall, and I see a trail of splashes all the way down the hall uh, because he's moving too fast. Yeah, and the coffee that's cup's the full. only thing that has stained this carpet. Yeah, we're doing a lot better than I thought. Oh yeah, absolutely. My, my guess is if we ran a black light over this carpet, it would light up like Tron. You it, know, like, well, this is new. This one's new. The old one, yeah. The old carpet was. Oh yeah, the old yeah. carpet I know was at least two and a half decades. I uh, I took. I'm going to say it now that I'm not in office anymore. I I've taken naps on the floor of the DA's office. I mean, there were just some Ew. days where you were just crushing it day after day after day, and then finally it would hit you. Usually post lunch, right? You come back, all of a sudden you start to. Sl- I would lay down. You, you on didn't the floor have a fancy DA leather couch or nothing. So it's funny. you didn't have a solarium. It's funny you bring that up. Yeah. First, I had a, a, a hidden bathroom, a secret bathroom that was hey, built into the wainscoting that you could not tell was there. Brilliant. Nice. 
Um, but I did have a couch, but because I inherited from the past DA who may have had it for several DAs, I was real reluctant to put my head <laughs> anywhere near the place that people sat in. So I would go to the floor. I could see them vacuuming at night. Sometimes they'd come in. I was still working. So I knew they vacuumed the floor. But this one down here, they've given you one of those designs like they do for a hotel bedspread where you oh, yeah. can't see the DNA. Yeah, and it's, so I'm it's just supposed to, to it's supposed it. to make sure that we can't see any stains on the ground. They did a good job with it. Yeah. yeah. You, you had one of those couches, too. I had one of those couches in college where um, a friend of mine, we were in a you know a duplex kind of a situation. And I moved in with him. And there was time he was going to move out. And he's moving everything out, and I'm like, well, aren't you going to take your couch? And he's like, my couch? He goes, dude, that couch has been here. It was here for the guy that was before you yeah. and the guy before that. Yeah. I went back. There were at least three previous renters in which oh, that man. couch was there. Babies yeah. were made on that couch. Yeah, right? yeah. And you so, laid down on there watching football. Yeah, so uh, late at night, I, 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 we did a surreptitious dumping of that couch. That may or may not have been Dumping. legal. Yes. It if may or may not have been sol- legal. Yeah, if you were going to yeah. do someone a solid, you would have set fire to it. <laughs> that would have attracted way too much attention. Because <laughs> there would have been colored smoke, and yeah. Oh, oh, people would have seen things because of all the chemicals, I'm sure, that were in it. Okay. Well, let's do the, let's do the Thorpe Report, my friend. Uh, murder case against a 96-year-old man has been dismissed after the man allegedly shot and killed an assisted living facility employee in February of 2021, according to the Boulder County District Attorney's Office. Uh, basically, he was suffering a repeated psychotic episodes. They didn't think they could get a conviction. Uh, police in Brighton arrested the parents of a 23-month-old child on abuse and fentanyl-related charges in oh, connection man. with the child's death. Oh. Else, yeah, it's awful. I mean, it's just the fact that it's 23 months old and oh yeah, God. and the I mean, parents that, involved. That's, and a, that's two. Him. That's two, right? Uh, Everyone's had a two-year-old. Yeah, and and there's even worse news about a 16-year-old. A Colorado Springs woman is now facing federal drug charges after her 16-year-old son died after taking a pill containing fentanyl in January. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, another multi-story apartment complex is planned in the area near 7th and Lincoln in Denver's Governor Park neighborhood. Oh boy. It's a result of the redevelopment. Turin Bike Shop is going out of business. We've talked about that before. Soon in its place, possible an 18-story high-rise. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Opposite side of Turin is the city bakery. They're expected to also meet the same fate soon because the developers have a really, really big checkbook. There's Look, a lot I- of zeros. I think that Ted Trimpa and Arash don't they live down by Seventh and Lincoln? I think maybe and, they do. Yeah, in that I think area. They're yeah. moving. Yeah, they are. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a really hot area. Oh. Uh, people who have opted into the Boulder County-led private property debris removal program after the Marshall Fire should learn tomorrow when crews will start working on their neighborhoods. Hey, if you're looking for a career change, more than 120 mail carriers are needed for the greater Denver area. You can apply now at the USPS. People will carry men around the room and around the city? Yeah, they will. It's, it's like a, no, no, it's like the, you know, the letters. Oh, yeah, mail. Oh, yeah, not oh. the other mail. It's been yeah. so long since I've touched yeah. a piece it of mail. Nice. It, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. We could have. We could have had, you know, like those tuk tucks they have with I'd the, like to be yeah. an email carrier. That'd be very easy. But a lot of viruses. Not good. <laughs> That's right. Real sicknesses. Russian President Vladimir Putin is being misled by advisors and doesn't know how badly his own war is going on. That's according to U.S. defense officials. Yesterday, they said the struggling strongman is being lied to by his inner circle about everything from military losses to the Russian economy. Why, why are they doing that story? Why are they saying that? Um, I think the U.S. defense officials are playing PR. I think they're saying they're trying to get information out there to say that Vladimir doesn't know what's going on. I think we're playing the fog of war game. I think they're trying to give him an international out. I think what they're trying to do is give him the ability without ever having to mention the U.S. to say, hey, listen, I'm really not that evil of a dude. 
I had a bunch of generals here. They don't exist on the planet Earth anymore, but they all steered me the wrong way on this thing. I mean, I, that's a good idea. I don't know what yeah. else to say, but wh- why else would you do a PR thing like that? Yeah, it's a good point. It is. And, and speaking of PR, a Russian television personality reportedly has called for a regime change here in the U.S. by removing <laughs> President Biden and <laughs> re- yep, and he wants to reinstall President Donald Trump. It's Yegveni Popov. He's the host of their 60 Minutes show. And he characterized the ex-president Trump as a, quote, partner. He said on the program, it's time for us, our people, to call on the people of the United States to change the regime in the U.S. early and to again align and help our partner Trump to become president. When your peer competitors or opponents are yeah. praising you, it's time to Yeah, time not to a good thing. Yeah. yeah, not a good thing. Uh, in Europe, Germany and Austria have triggered emergency plans over possible gas supply distribution and mid-payment standoffs with Russia. Russia has demanded that all, quote, unfriendly countries now pay for their gas in rubles. Well, the EU says no. So they're probably going to get gas rationing in Germany and Austria. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said yesterday that Representative Madison Cawthorn has lost his trust and needs to turn himself around after meeting with the freshman member of Congress over his claims of being invited to orgies and witnessing leaders doing cocaine right in front of him. McCarthy wait, also wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Who was invited to orgies? Uh, Madison Cawthorn. The he, wheelchair guy? Yeah, yeah, from North Carolina. He made that announcement earlier in the week that he went to parties with uh, orgies and but like as a yeah. kid i mean no no as since, kid, he, I mean, like as a since he has been a representative since he made it to washington he was invited to the exclusive washington uh cocaine orgy parties parties which i'm not invited to like eyes wide reasons. shut yeah exactly i mean that was such an unsettling movie that would scare me off yeah. in those things yeah. it was but, just so disturbing yeah, madison said he was invited to those earlier this week but now after the conversation with uh, minority leader kevin mccarthy mccarthy said well Cawthorn, during the conversation, admitted that maybe he exaggerated his claims about the sex and drug parties in D.C. Maybe he How he old went is on. that kid? I, I mean, He's like know. super young. Looks right? like he's 12. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. This is the kind of thing, though, when you're that guy and you become toxic to the uh, institution, yeah. you raise a ton of money and they can't get rid of you. Yeah, that's true. And and he's very, very good at getting attention. Whether or not that is positive or negative can be left From up to From those who wear clothes and those who yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of uh, people that wear clothes and people that don't, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences is upset with Will Smith. They released a statement yesterday saying, consistent with the Academy's standards of conduct as well as California law, Mr. Smith is being provided 15 days' notice of a vote regarding his violations and sanctions. He will be given the opportunity to be heard before by means of a written response. This is our our tough response to a televised battery that took place? Yes. Okay, they're going to and, and want, guess yeah, we, what, Mr. Yeah. Smith? And right, yeah, did you write hear us this too, Billy? Yeah. They said yesterday, they're like, well, you know, we actually asked him to leave, but he exactly. wouldn't. It wouldn't. I, what a crock. Yeah. So you're telling me that they show up uh, uh, after this assault. They don't whisk him away, by the way. No yeah. security no, grabs him. No, 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 no. They show up and they're like, stay. Would you please leave? I mean, now that you've hit another person on the stage, you know, and, and yelled out a yeah. bunch of obscenities, can you go? He says no, and they say would you then please accept this award and yeah. speak for an unlimited period of time? I mean, and then go to parties one of afterwards. The stupidest and, yeah. things I've ever. They oh, didn't ask is. him to leave. What I'm excited about is that since the answer no is okay during the Oscar award presentation, I'm changing my plans. I'm going to the Oscars next year. Uh, I'm just going to walk in. <laughs> I will. I'll get in. I don't care how I'll get That's in it. because I know that once I'm in the building, if they ask me to leave, That's all it. I have to say is no. They're not and then they do can't anything do anything. To yes. Billy, if I'm the, in there in the a chair I'm not is, supposed to be in, or if I wa- run up on stage and I'm not supposed to be there, all I have to say is 
No. And then they can't do anything. The, unfortunately, I think everyone that watched saw that we still have this two-tiered system based on race yeah. and privilege, just not the way you think. Exactly. You are a not-rich white guy, Billy, and that yeah. means they would show you the door, <laughs> yes, hit they would. you with Billy clubs, and yes. cart you off to jail. Yes. It would be, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it was just over and over again. Yeah. Oh, they would, yeah. They would beat on me as if they were playing a game of whack-a-mole. It would be just awful. But, yeah. Oh, here's some sad news out of, out of Hollywood. Bruce Willis is not going to be acting for the foreseeable future, and it's due to a medical condition that he's developed. It's making it difficult for him to even communicate. He's recently been diagnosed with aphasia, and it's impacting his cognitive abilities. Um, elsewhere, former President Trump. Yeah, President Trump's uh, Truth Social app is seeing a 93% drop in signups and a similarly steep decline in traffic after a rocky rollout last month. In the city of Malibu, like the rest of Los Angeles County, they've seen an uptick in the homeless population. But Malibu City Council has a proposed solution that is different from the strategies employed by the rest of L.A. I can't wait. Listen to the clever thing that the Malibu City Council has figured out. I hope Aurora's paying attention. Yeah, in order to address the crisis of the homeless, they are going to take those individuals experience homelessness and transport them to a shelter that offers services that is outside the city limits of Malibu. So the, the clever city council members have realized, <laughs> you know, them. if you pick up the homeless and you take them outside the his city, less homeless in the city. <laughs> yeah, we win. Everybody, victory. High fives. But so, it's humane because yeah. they're taking them to a facility like yes. a warehouse. I picture Soylent Green. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> no? I do too. It's just like, wait, wait, wait. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> oh, and finally, a woman was scheduled to make a court appearance on Monday in the San Francisco Bay Area after being arrested for stealing a car. Well, what? since Nobody we're talking to jail or court for stolen cars. Well, here's the thing. Since we're talking about this, how do we think she got to said court appearance? No. The 41-year-old woman identified as Brandy Jones arrived in yet another stolen car for her court appearance. Oh, she arrived at the courthouse. Authorities determined that, yes, she was driving a stolen vehicle. So they just arrested her and took her to the Santa Rita jail that's less than a mile away. Yes. Listen, that is uh, <laughs> show up. That's predictable. It's genius. Yes. I don't know if she would ever stay in jail because you know. Oh yeah, it's hug a criminal day. But um, she'll get that PR bond. And when when I was a, a young prosecutor cars. in Jeffco a hundred years ago, there would be people that would come in on driving under suspension or driving yeah. under restraint charges, and you just knew what was, it was like. It was like fish in a barrel kind of stuff. Yeah. And if the person was a particular toolbox. Uh, as soon as they left the courtroom, after having pleaded guilty and they uh, avoid jail because there used to be mandatory jail associated with it until we stopped caring about whether people were licensed. And you would just alert the deputies and be like, hey, watch this guy. And they would send someone down to the parking lot to wait. Yeah. And they would be there would be someone up on the third or fourth floor looking out the windows there. And as soon as they watched him go to the car and get in and start driving away, there'd be yeah. a dude that would just come up. Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah. You Pardon me. Knock, 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 knock. All day long. All I, day long. Um, back in college, I worked with an individual who didn't have a driver's license. They had lost the driver's license for some charges. And this person kept driving to and That's from so work, shocking. other places. And I'm like, wait, why are you doing this? And they looked at me and says, well, you know, as long as I go slow and don't hit anything, how are they going to know? Huh. And I went, huh. I, well... I didn't have an argument. I went, well, yeah. I mean, as long as you were being a decent driver. However, this person had lost their license already. So the, the premise that they were going to be this responsible driver now, I found a little shaky. 
But it, that was I just looked at that and going, that is really weird logic. But yeah. okay, you he, do he, you. That's uh, that's old school. Modern yeah. day cops have cars that are fitted with things called license plate readers, LPRs. Yeah, and they can scan yeah, the LPR, then. find out who the registered owner is, determine whether that registered owner is suspended, and then try to match the description from the driver's license to the person behind the wheel. Kabam. Yeah. So if you're going to drive under restraint, don't do it in your own car. First yeah. off, don't do it at all. But yeah, if you're going to break the law, come on. Yes, and always remember the what I tell you that, uh, okay, kids, this is you know from my years of experience, if you are going to break the law, Please, dear God, don't take pictures or TikTok videos, you morons. Don't Actually, I appreciate that when they help. do that. It's a, it's like natural selection. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in, in nature, the lions oh, yeah. would have thinned the herd. But for people that put their criminal activity online as a prosecutor, yeah. I just say thank you. Oh, thank I know. You. I, I had in growing up, I had some people that were, I wouldn't say criminals, but um, criminal adjacent. That's a better way to put it. They were criminal adjacent to things that would happen that were illegal. And they knew you, you don't take pictures, you don't take notes, you don't. No, 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 you don't do that. That if you do that, that that's called evidence. You you, we didn't have on. that problem when I was younger. I mean, no one's yeah. taking Polaroids of them. Oh, that's not true. Yeah. Not everybody's yeah. taking. I know that's Polaroids not true. I, yeah, I know some people did take Polaroids of illegal stuff, and it did get them in trouble. And yes, it should have. I got a yes. quick text here on one of your stories about Bruce Willis, which is heartbreaking because yeah. I started watching that guy during Moonlighting with Me Sybil Shepherd. That, that was great. Gordon Glenn Karen thing and. Yep. And uh, someone just texted and just had a friend who died from aphasia. In eight months, you won't recognize Bruce Willis. Sad, oh. and it's an ugly ending. And I thought, oh, my That's God. awful. I yeah. love that dude. Granted, he made some really, really good movies. He also made a handful of just duds. But uh, yeah. otherwise, love that guy. I was, I was reading some stuff out of Hollywood yesterday. And there Hudson was one Hawk person was unwatchable, but yeah, anyway. that was a tough one. There was a guy that, you know, as as Hollywood press is want to do, it was a little acerbic, but they basically were saying that Willis probably should have stepped away a number of years ago because his acting, his ability to deliver his lines had been compromised. That really? They, they that this is this person's this is this person's you know again it's a Hollywood uh, you know. Rep- Quote reporter. So again, huh. they they like to throw rocks at, at the elite there. But this was this person's opinion um, that said that Bruce Willis said his ability to deliver his lines in the last few movies have been compromised, uh, citing the fact that recently the Razzies created an entire Bruce Willis category because he oh had done God. a string of recent films that were just so bad. Um, but the person was basically saying that as sad as it is to see where Bruce Willis's career was, it's good that he's stepping away because we don't want to see the decline, that it's awful. We, you know, we wish him the best, yeah, that it's one of those things that we want to remember him you know, in Die Hard, in Moonlighting, that you know, yeah. he, he really is not at the point where he should continue to be working. That he, instead, this is the one, and it, and it, it kind of you know, closed the loop eventually, saying that this is the time in which we need to be celebrating his career and reminding him what a great actor he is, not pushing him to continue to be an actor. So I understand where the person was going, but in typical Hollywood fashion, a lot of claws out, a lot of, ah, Bruce Willis can't do this, he can't do this, he hasn't been able to do this for years. So it was difficult. But the person kind of said that, yeah, when you're going through this uh, difficulty... Yeah. And, and look, dude, yeah, yeah, dude was never able to pull off like Kenneth Branagh style Shakespeare no. or anything. Yeah. But you just can't deny that he produced some of the most entertaining action movies out there. Yeah. And and one of the most incredible dramatic movies in Sixth Sense. I mean, Sixth just Sense was absolutely also a great amazing. Movie. Which, although if you think about the premise, it, it's kind of depressing because here's a guy who 
finds out he's dead, and he's still oh, if go- anyone's and not still- seen the movie, spoiler alert, oh, yeah, and he's and he's still going to work. I mean, that sucks. <laughs> that I mean, as is a purgatory. Whole, right that is there, really purgatory. bad. Yeah, that's an awful thing. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. Uh, well, yeah. I don't want that, the afterlife to have maybe to show up here at Maybe that's in the part of what Pete's thinking. Is yeah, like, exactly. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I don't want to be dead yeah. and not know it. Exactly. And just keep coming yeah. into the studio. Yeah. yeah, the ghost of Pete would show up and, yeah, randomly the temperature in the studio would drop down to 67 degrees. It does degrees. every single morning. Is yes. that his setting? Yeah, 67 degrees is his setting. And the reason why, and here we'll pull back the curtain a little bit, the reason why is that Pete grew up old school in radio. And, what does that mean, pantless? Um, or? <laughs> well, what it meant was is that the air conditioning systems were not always up to par. And when you pack a bunch of electronics into a room okay, and then put that. some human yeah, bodies in there, sure. and then you close the door that is soundproof. Sauna time. Yeah, you create a tiny little ecosystem, and things get really, really hot. And so in order well, to combat that. Well, and if you want heavy that, roughage for dinner the night before, yeah. you're in real trouble. Oh, it's awful. So, yeah, so Pete's thing is uh, he works at the temperature of a meat locker. And, and that's, that's it. Yeah. And, and I can't remember the exact moment, but sometime around the 7 a.m. hour, it gets it gets oh, meat yeah. locker cold here. I don't know. how. Yeah. You're right. It's like it drops a five, 10 degrees or something. I don't know how to turn this box off to make it not do that. But oh, my goodness. Oh, man, pe- people chilly. didn't understand that why in the middle of July, when it's 98 degrees outside, I am coming to work in jeans and a hoodie. Yeah, because that's it. in my room, it's 67 degrees. And the thing is that the cooling system here at KNUS, uh, the one that you have on the wall in your studio, George, that only controls the temperature for your room and my room. Everybody else gets normal temperatures. Well, this one, you and I This one's got to be changed. Oh, and, and again, we won't do it till after Pete takes yeah. off after tomorrow. But, I mean, it is Costanza-like shrinkage oh, going on is. in here when this, this ridiculous. temperature drops. Yeah, it gets really, really cold. But that's how he works. And he always he always talked about the fact that he Maybe works cold. Maybe that's the secret that's to longevity, is you do the show from a meat locker. Could be, hmm. that could be it. Did I sorry, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Did you have another story? No, no, no. That's it. That's it. After we, <laughs> we stole the car, we're good. We need to in the future, whatever version all this stuff yeah. results in, we need to have some sort of intro outro music. That's for, a good idea for Billy's. Let's see what we can do. This. Yeah, yeah we got we'll to do something there. Something that like sounds that. good. Uh, listen, I'm going to give you the update here from my favorite website about Ukraine war here, and that is understandingwar.org. This is from yesterday. And again, go to these guys and gals and read this stuff from the Institute for the Study of War. What an amazing thing. I'm a professor at the Institute for, you know, something. Lab coats, maybe? I don't know. Russia is withdrawing some elements of its forces around Kiev into Belarus for likely redeployment to other axes of advance and did not conduct any offensive operations around the city in the past 24 hours. But Russian forces will likely continue to hold their forwardmost positions and shell Ukrainian forces and residential areas. Ukrainian forces repelled several Russian attacks in Donetsk and Luhansk oblasts in the past 24 hours, and Russian forces likely continue to take territory in Mariupol. Russian forces held their positions, and did not conduct offensive operations throughout the rest of the country. Russian forces will likely capture Mariupol in the coming days, but likely suffered high casualties taking the city and Russian force generation efforts and the redeployment of damaged units from the Kiev axis are increasingly unlikely to enable Russian forces to make rapid gains in the Donbass region. Um, So it's feels like a little bit of a stalemate. They're inching closer on Mariupol, which you knew it was going to fall at some point. The thing's been leveled. It's just rubble at this point. If you look at any of the pictures, 
Still hopeful. We'll get um, Polina back on at some point here to update us on where she is with SEMA. They were, the last time we talked to them, they were in Slovakia, uh, getting to, into a position where they could work. I mean, it's just hard to picture, isn't it? Especially as an American, it's hard to picture not only having to leave your physical home, but to leave your city, to leave your country. I mean, can you imagine having to relocate to Canada is not fair, right? Because Canada is like America light in some ways. Um, Very pleasant up there, by the way. But they all speak English. Can you imagine having to relocate across a border to a country where you don't speak the language and you're really there at the permission and grace of that other country and you don't know how long you're going to be there? It could be forever. You don't know. Like your life is on pause. So we'll get Pauline on. I'd like her to update us, hopefully, good news on what's going on with her parents uh, who are in Mariupol and were, I think they were trying, last time we talked to her, they were trying to get them out and they were trying to come up with a way to get them safely out, even though she said there had been no agreement on a green quarter to allow people to to leave. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but that's the news and that's the update on this. I really would like to shift gears at this point. We're starting to get callers to call in, which I'm very, very happy for. Bunch of texts that have rolled in already. Um, but I want to turn this show as much as we can into a discussion of Pete Boyles, your favorite memories, when you started listening to Pete. Had you ever meet, met Pete in person? Could you pick Pete out of a lineup? Um, all that stuff we can do on text and through emails. That is true. But listen, this is a talk radio show. And the talk part really doesn't take place as well over text. And it really doesn't take place as well over email because we don't get to have that exchange. We don't get to hear the nuance in the way that you say certain words or or how you inflect the profanity that we're going to have to dump you from here to be FCC compliant. But give us a call. That's what we want. 303-696-1971. I'll alert you when there's a line open. You call in and let's do this. You don't have to stay on for a whole segment. You can just stay on for a couple seconds, say your piece. And we'll get out in that way. But uh, until that time, you're listening to George Brockler. For the last time, filling in for the great Peter Boyles, it's 710 KNUS. It is hard to go wrong with a little Bobby Plant in the morning here at 710 KNUS. George Brockler, for the last time, filling in for the great Peter Boyles, the Tomorrow's the Big Swan Song Show and you can get that live uh, if you got tickets. Hopefully you did. You're in person. Otherwise, you'll watch it or listen to it. But this right here today is all about Pete, but it's also about you. And uh, I am pleased as punch to go to the very first call from the very first person that we would want to hear from on today's show. And that is Alexa. Alexa, what's the temperature today? No, I'm kidding. What Alexa, how are you? <laughs> I am doing great, George. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's uh, it's an interesting show. You know, when Billy and I were talking about yesterday, you saw the sausage get made or listened to it on the radio. I thought, yeah, yeah. let's do this. Yeah. There's no other time to do something like this. It'll be over after tomorrow. Let's get it on. I know. And I certainly hope Pete writes the book. But um, I, yeah, I listened to him and, it, and I was thinking about that. I listened to him in the 70s and 80s. Wow. But back then, I know it was before your time, George. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's um, right. I was prenatal. That's transistor radio and you had the you know radio in your room tune it in you couldn't take your little you know cell phone and like i do with knus and you know listen listen and work and walk around or whatever and uh so much different times but definitely in the 90s you know um to from work whenever he was 
on, I would listen to him. Um, I think my favorite scandal story uh, was the Hickenlooper Bilderberg story. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. It's, you know, I know there are people who are like, no, there's no deep state. There's no this. I think it opened a lot of people's eyes to, yeah, there's, there's these elite people who are pulling strings behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, and now that I know that there's a Maserati limo, <laughs> that's on my bucket list. Yeah. So. For, for folks who don't remember, and that was such a great story. And, and you're right. If you're listening to Pete over the last couple of few years, that was a pretty prominent one to discuss a bunch. But uh, yeah. while governor of the state of Colorado, John Hickenlooper accepted a ton of offers. Uh, and by mm-hmm. offers, I mean all associated with one big trip, the Bilderbergs, which is, I don't know how to describe it, Alexa, but it's like this super elite, like the elite of the right. elite. And he becomes right. the only sitting government official on the entire invite list. And he accepts yeah. it in his role as the governor of the, of the state of Colorado, flies to Turin, Italy, and, mm-hmm. uh, and gets treated to all of these great events in a great Cranky. hotel yep. room. He's in a, what, it was a Maserati limousine. Yep. Um, all of yep. this stuff that you couldn't possibly imagine ever earning enough money in your life to afford even a portion of it. And he does it and accepts it all because he's in his role as governor. And of course, uh, there ends up being an ethics complaint that was filed by Suzanne Tahiri, which turned out to be sustained. Not every single claim in it, that's true. But there were like a billion other things they found that because the statute of limitations is limited to one single year, Mm -hmm. that couldn't be used against him. But Pete could talk about it. So Pete's talking about, I mean, over the course of time, this guy has accepted things like he's a king, like people show up and like give him gifts and never claims them. It's incredible. Yeah, he, um, well, the the other thing about that trip that was eye-opening, I think, for a lot of people is that all past presidents, um, I can't remember if Carter went, but the only two presidents after Reagan that did not go, Reagan didn't go, to the Bilderberg and um, Donald Trump did not go to the Bilderberg. Well, that says something. That's a, th- there's yeah, only so one reason to go, and that is to rub elbows right. with the influential and trying to earn their favor. I mean, you can't really yeah. have any other reason to go to that. Yeah. And then, yeah, Hickenlooper with that, the travel ethics, um, you know, he was the, he, he married Elon Musk brother in texas and accepted a free ride on his plane. jet That's yeah right. yeah I'm, I'm sure that was you know probably a low-end jet or something right like, uh... right <laughs> prop plane of some kind you had to like manually start it like <laughs> contact no i don't think so um yeah. alexa you have listened to pete long enough that i think the answer to this is obvious but i want to ask it did you follow him when he bounced around from station to station and i don't make i don't oh, want to make yeah. it sound like it was every year it wasn't but no. when he moved you moved with him no, I definitely, and I I still remember um, the June July of 2013, um, you know, where he was off the air at Brand X, and and uh, after the incident, then uh, after the incident, and then you know I'm like reading Westward because he was supposed to be on KNUS, and then as Jimmy said, yeah, he went, you know, I tuned in, and I was like, where's Beak? And I th- I even think there was a billboard. For some reason, I'm thinking off I-25. Um, about it but uh yeah it was i followed him from station to station and um yeah i i am so happy to hear tomorrow um it's it's one of the things i know the stations compete and all that um but for the most part some stations even though there may be differences 
we all have a similar goal. We we want to, you know, live a certain life and, and um, you know, root out corruption and things like that. So it's uh, very, very heartwarming that uh, several other people are going to uh, I think it's be talking great. tomorrow. Yeah, from I the other station and Pete's career. Yeah. I, I think that is great. And it's a testament to who Pete is in this business, right? I mean, mm-hmm. It's not, uh, listen, if I announced Absolutely. I was retiring from the radio, I'm not even sure Billy shows up to that, but let alone <laughs> people <laughs> from a competing radio station. So it's well, fantastic. One of your kids might, I don't know. Well, is there free stuff there? Like maybe if there's <laughs> yeah. cake? But other than that, not, they, don't, they don't care. They don't listen. You know, maybe Amanda does if I tell her there's a cool show, but yeah. otherwise n- nobody's listening at my house. I'm not even sure they know where I am right now. You know, they're like, dad's gone. I presume he's at work or something. Hey, Alexa, great way to kick us off. Any last thoughts on Pete? Um, I I did go to one of his events at the Fresh Fish Company, one of the last events. And I remember his son um, talking about how, you know, what his favorite thing was about uh, Pete being in radio. It's like all the free stuff we got. And, you know, (laughs) it was pretty funny. But yeah. uh, you know, it's it's a long career, and it's it's really sad to see it end. Well, you so are clearly a, a great Pete listener, and I hope that we can continue to earn your ears on this place over here. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I kind of sometimes like to listen to you, Jordan. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> and you're always good about making me smarter on the text wall here, the Pete Boyles wall of whatever <laughs> we're going to call it. We haven't figured it out yet, but I think it's going to yeah. be in recognition of Pete. We'll call it the something. In fact, if you have ideas on what to call the text wall in honor of Peter Boyles, text that in. Text in, okay, text in your name. Yeah, we'd love it. Alexa, thank you so much. I'll call you about Looking the weather later. The yeah, see okay, ya. Okay, it's 61 today. Sorry. <laughs> thank you so much. It's got to be. That's Alexa. And Alexa's line is open at 303-696-1971. It's got to be challenging in the day of the uh, Amazon Echo Spot and Echo Dot and Echo Everything to have the name Alexa. Like if anybody calls for you in your house, something perks up. And says, I'm sorry, I didn't understand your question, or something like that. 303-696-1971. Jim, you're on 710 KNUS. Jim, what do you think? Good morning, Mr. Brocco. How are you? I'm doing well, especially on this weird day where it's like the last time I'll say filling in for Peter Boyles. It's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've got a little bit of sorrow for that as well. Uh, He's been a joy to listen to. It's a lot of fun hearing hearing the legal perspective uh, it's, it's a great alternative to some of the other things we hear. No, I appreciate that. Most of what I say is completely made up and not really based in the law. But I say it with such confidence and authority. I think most people, it's like politicians. You know, if you say it, it's, you know, people are like, he sounded like he really believed it. Maybe it's true. You know, that's all that counts, right? Yeah, that's right. What, what are your memories? <laughs> well, I, we, we moved from California in the 90s to Colorado and uh, me and my family, my young family. And I remember Pete being one of the first people I heard in Colorado. And I thought, wow, that is, that's really refreshing. He just, he would give an alternative view to things that you don't hear really on any other media, any other station. I, I suppose if you dig deep in the podcast, you can find that, but just live radio. I think it's, it's an interesting situation. Couple thoughts about that, uh, Jim. One is, I think the more accurate term is you escaped from California in the early '90s. Uh, but the other thing is, True. you must have listened to talk radio out there too. Is there nothing like Pete out there in California? What part of California were you? North, South? 
No, Southern California. Uh, and I would say I didn't, I didn't really listen to a lot of talk radio out there. I, I don't feel like there was ever anything that really brought my, uh, that commanded my attention. So when you listen to Pete, then I, I love this because my, my perspective is here because I'm here. I don't like tune into other states talk radio. Of course, I hear the big guys too, the Hugh Hewitts and, and Rush and all that stuff, but I don't listen to other local folks, so I don't have anything to compare it to. But um, whatever it is you heard from Pete clearly got you to stay with him as he moves moved from one station to another. Yes, yes, that is true. Well, and I think what I heard early on is what I heard till the last day, and that is that he was uh, he was a regular, he is a regular guy, and I think that's what's so so enjoyable, it, you know, and knowing that he's, you know, he took his took his bikes up, you know, up his Sturgis and hung out with the dudes, and just it, it's just a, a great perspective. But also that he would bring the, uh, you know, conservative talk radio is is good. Uh, I think it could be better, but podcasts obviously are, are the coming the coming thing, and it sure is to hear. It sure is great to hear his perspective that is the pushback on uh, almost on the conservative movement, but not from a left, a far left perspective. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Jim, Pete is that guy you could run into at a diner who just happens to have a radio show, Mm -hmm. right? Like you could sit next to him and have Mm -hmm. a cup of coffee and a plate of eggs and bacon and have this exact same conversation that he has on the radio with you. And the other thing about Pete, and I try to be super guarded on this, but look, let's, let's be honest. Um, I've been an elected official. I'm a Republican. Uh, maybe I'll be an elected official in the future. And as much as I try to keep those thoughts at bay, when we have our conversations on the radio, Pete was never encumbered by any of that nonsense. Like he doesn't care. He can offend the chair of the Democrat party of the Republican party, the governor, the, it doesn't matter. Pete's, the mayor, it doesn't matter. Pete's just having a conversation about what he thinks, and I think that's super liberating and, and very unique. It really is. And he also he also carried that on to bosses, uh, and that's not necessarily a good <laughs> thing, true. but it's kind of like the guy in the cubicle next to you that might kind of say, you know, I'm sorry, boss, uh, that, yeah. I don't agree with you on no that. No more TSP reports, Richard. You know, <laughs> hey, Jim, uh, I'm going to need you to go ahead and get that. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Move your stuff down to the basement. See, um, Jim, right. gr- great phone call. I know you're going to listen tomorrow. So thanks for being such a great listener for Pete. You bet. You bet. Thank you. We Thank appreciate you. it. That's Jim. His line is open now. 303-696-1971. We got to cut away for a break. But with the rest of the phone lines full, Brenda, Carrie, everybody else and a bunch of texts. I'll read some of them when we come back. But until that time. George Brockler, for the last time, filling in for the great Peter Boyles right here on 710 KNUS. I love this song, man. This is a, and there's a great version of this one, Billy, by, God, I can't remember, but it's acoustic. Just a great song. I'll, I'll try to point it out to you. Listen, uh, folks. You are exceeding my expectations, Billy's too, for this morning. The texts are fantastic. The calls, the lines are jammed. And again, as you stay on through whatever breaks, if you happen to be on there, we will get you on. Don't worry about it. But here's a couple things that are in the text. This is a great memory for Pete, and that is, in the 80s, I was working on a car, and it fell on me. Every time I moved, it would squeeze me more, and I couldn't breathe. I was waiting to die with Pete on the air. 
what an incredible memory to have. Here's another one. More advice. Please keep the Thanksgiving Day parade alive. I love that idea, and I think we want Pete back for that. I mean, that's his show. If he ever wanted to come back and just have a day to take a show, he can obviously have any day he wants, but that would be a huge one. And the names for the wall that uh, that we would call the wall of hate here that Pete would these are phenomenal. Here's a here's a suggestion: the Players and Sugar Wall of Love. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that could be genius. I started listening to Mr. Boyles in my mid twenties. I'm now fifty four. Half my life, I learned a lot from him and what I finally call Mr. Boyles' history lessons. He will be so missed. Man, this stuff is. I mean, there's just a ton of this. Instead of using the word "great," Peter Boyles, you should use the word "legendary." I think we will. After tomorrow, I think we move into the legendary status. Just a thought. It's your world. I just listened to it. Uh, sorry for the monkey butts text. It's from John. I know how he dislikes unsigned messages. Here's one. How about the wall being called the wall of monkey butts? That's another great suggestion. Haven't really heard Pete use that phrase too much lately, but it might be fitting. And just so many other kind things. But I do want to get to the phone calls here. 303-696-1971. Brenda. You're on the Peter Boyle Show with George Brockler for the last time. How are you? Hey, George. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. It's a little surreal, but in a very upbeat, positive way. Yes, and um, you're doing a great job. Thank you. You know, you. I started listening to Pete with my grandfather in the early 70s when I was, like, only seven years old. Oh, my Because he was a talk show junkie. And so I would sit in the kitchen with one of those little old white radios. You know, you yep. know those old-fashioned oh, radios. Do. I do. And we would sit there. Oh, my mom hated that. But we would sit there and just listen to Peter Boyle's How and Charlie. How and remember, Charlie. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I remember Alan Berg, you know, very slightly. But I have listened to Pete ever since I was seven years old. That's, a, that's amazing. <laughs> I followed him around everywhere. And he, I'm 56 now. Why? So why? Like, why did you listen to why? him? Why? Yeah. What was because, it about Pete? Because he said what the hell he meant. Well, that's I sure. liked his. I liked the way he just. It didn't matter to him. He was a lot like Alan Berg in that way, only not quite so much. But he he spoke his mind. But you could tell underneath all of that, he was a very kind man, and I know that for a fact because I took that cruise with him oh, along did. the eastern coast, and I got yeah. to meet him. Very nice man, but he stuck to his guns. I mean, when he believed in something, whether it was the you know, the sugar case, whether yeah. it was, you know, the Jean Benet case or whatever, he stood by him himself. And I liked that. I liked that he wasn't wishy washy. And um, he was funny sometimes. I like to add <laughs> Mark as a whip, man. I have learned some serious history. I wanted him as my history teacher because mine put me to sleep. Yeah, that's true, too. You know what? Maybe that's the next version of Pete. Pete 2.0 is a high school history teacher. My God, oh, that God. would be, wouldn't that be well, just maybe awesome? Just give him a history show. Give him a history show. That's not a just bad idea him. either. A history podcast, history with Pete. Okay. I mean, that's oh. fantastic. One of the things so you pointed the out, Brenda. We've got Day Parade, and we've got, um, we've got the, 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 the um, history show. I just, I just really, I, I'm really going to miss him. I really am. I didn't think I would because sometimes I wanted to smash the compute, the, the radio, but um I listen to him every day, and I'm going to really be sad. But I have to say that you and Jimmy and um, everybody else has done a great job, and I I'm looking forward that. to your futures. Well, it's a it's a hell of a shadow to be in. 
Not sure you can ever get out from under it, but it's an honor to at least be in it. I'll say this here, listening to you talk, Brenda, the word that comes to mind, and I think that this is true for listeners who've listened to Pete for this long, is if you looked up the word authentic, it would have C. Pete Boyles there. I don't think anybody ever heard him say anything on the radio that they didn't think that's really what that dude believes. And I don't know if you can say that about everyone or not, but guy didn't massage anything. He would say it on the street, too. I bet yeah, you, right. I mean, he would, and I, and I think he was on the radio, he would probably say it to your face. And I like that. And you know what? I'm, oh, I'm like tearing up. I yeah. can't. Oh my God. So anyway, I'm really going to miss him. He yeah. was what, a great influence and I love him. I think we'll still hear him on the radio from time to time. He's still going to do the shoot. Mark will help him with that. And I just can't see him not being part of 710. And he's not. He's staying with 710. It's just he's not going to mm-hmm. do the Monday to Friday show. And that is going to be a major transition. In fact, you know that shock feeling you have? It's, and I don't mean shock. Maybe that's too strong. But when you turn on the radio and you expect to hear somebody, like you yeah. expect to hear Rush or you expect to hear Pete, and then you hear someone yep. else's voice. And there's the, and I know this is true even when I'm on. There's that instant little letdown. Like, oh, damn. Yes. You know, I was really hoping to hear Pete or I was really hoping to hear Rush. I know that that's going to be around for a while, but that's a testament to yep. the man, you know. Man, I wish I had it. I'll tell you one last thing. Yeah. I w- I'm only 56 and I don't have half his energy. Where does he get that from? I th- because- think, yeah, I think it's <laughs> nuclear. No, I don't know. It's, I think it's Dr. Julie McCallan. Whatever she is making him take by way of supplements or well, something, I want it. it's clearly making a difference. Well, I want it. I'm going to go get some. Yeah, I'm so tired right now. (laughs) I'm tired, too. And And this guy's a couple years ahead of me. Oh, come on. You're my age. (laughs) I'm in my (laughs) mid-20s. It's just life has really made me look older than that. Oh, I'm really older. (laughs) Jimmy's older than I am. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brenda. Thank you so so much. Great memories. Thank you so much. Brenda's line is open at 303-696-1971. More texts, and I'll read those things to you. And Carrie and David and everybody else on hold. I promise to get to you, but we got to cut away for a quick break. When we come back, it's just you, me, all about Pete right here on 710 KNUS. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 